0: Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at RealNerds on Instagram. You can also call us 720 6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Camera action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can talk
1: film. I'm sorry. sorry. Take it outside.
0: Out all the Let's on. A real nerd. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast in the whole world. Probably the best you can find on the internet, I'm just saying. The best Every ever made. Week... Yeah, totally. <laughs> Every week we see a new movie. And we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Grand Turismo, based on a true story. Is that like the whole title? Because it's always in the marketing.
1: Yeah, um, I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I can double check on IMDb.
0: Yeah, because like, it's definitely on the posters, and when you go to buy the ticket at when I went to buy it on Alamo, it's the subtitle it says gran turismo based on a true story <laughs> so,
1: yeah according know. to imdb it's it's still a subtitle it's not part of the actual title but yeah I, I guess maybe uh sony paid extra to have the ticketing you know
0: do some extra advertising yeah i, I mean i i, I guess <laughs> it's uh you know I I'm, it is um I didn't know about this story until this movie came out. So it's, it is fascinating. Um, so anyways, stay tuned and we'll, uh, recommend the film or not play the trailer, and then spoil the true story. Um, we also talk about the big movie news of the week and the stuff we've been watching throughout the week. And next week we celebrate our 600th episode.
1: I know. Wow. 600. That is, that is a lot of weeks of watching movies.
0: It is. But I mean and honest you know, the caveat is we actually have way more than six hundred episodes, which you can all you can find um on our website on Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, not Stitcher anymore. That ended last week.
1: Yeah, what do, what are you what are you using to replace it right now?
0: I just use the Apple one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but even though the... I think
0: that... Go ahead, sorry. I've
1: been using the Google Podcast one, but both of them are, like, really not useful for...
0: No. No, Apple's up to date. interface is horrible.
1: Yeah, like, I started with that one. I was like, oh, this sucks, and I tried Google Podcasts, and it's better, like, interface is easier to work with, but, you know, Stitcher was great because it had, like, a drive mode, so it was easier to press the buttons while you were driving. Um, yep. And uh it also, you know, had a list that would, you know, once you w- listen to something, it would drop off, and then new things would populate the list chronologically but on those other two apps it's just like here's all your podcasts and you have to check to see if they've updated so go screw yourself
0: (laughs) well i don't uh why did uh stitcher even not do them anymore i haven't i've never read anything
1: because they got taken over by sirius xm
0: oh makes sense i guess (laughs) yeah i don't (laughs)
1: Like I would, I don't know why you'd delete the architecture for that app. Like I would like just rebrand it Sirius, Sirius XM streaming podcast app. I don't,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which like, I mean, maybe they might eventually do. Maybe it seems, they, it, yeah. It's, it seems like weird that they would just 86 the whole thing.
1: Is this Is why I didn't sign real nerds up for like, um, like putting us in their stable? Because I feel like maybe they, you know, cause they tried to use stretch a premium forever. So you yeah. like pay for premium subscriptions. And I think SiriusXM is like, okay, we're taking all these podcasts that we get for free from everybody. And we're putting them on the banner of our, like, you have to subscribe
0: to our platform. You know, it wouldn't su- surprise me. Cause you know, I love Conan O'Brien needs a friend and he signed a huge deal with Sirius. And, um and no joke is maybe four or five months later that now <laughs> Stitcher is gone. And, but people like, you know, Conan, he has ads built into his platform. So I don't know. Maybe Stitcher felt like it wasn't a sustainable business model or what.
1: Hey, cable, you know, it was like, (laughs) oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you you pay for cable and then it's still stuffed advertising on
0: it. So whatever. Yep. Yep. Oh, well. Well, no, because before every, uh time i would listen to one of ours or someone else there would be a stitcher ad before it really yeah
1: i never noticed
0: yeah it'd be like well not stitcher the platform but it'd be like uh i don't even remember the last one i heard but like yeah
1: food box or whatever I yeah
0: know. yeah like hello fresh or something really huh yeah And then they'd also do the pop ups on your phone too.
1: I know it'd be for other podcasts, but I don't remember them for our own. Yep. I wish I could figure out how to get like those automatic ads inserted into like other podcasts I hear. You know, it's it's not like they edit it for specific breaking points that I know of. You're just listening all of a sudden, like, ad.
0: Yeah, it has to be something you pay with through Stitcher because, you know, Conan had those on his where. He'd have new, you know, uh, ads about once every couple weeks. Even if you went back and listened to his older episodes, his new ads would be on there. Hmm. So I don't know how they do it. But who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, I like being yeah, our no, own thing. Can,
0: yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere there is um yeah. social media. We're there.
1: We're not limited by the man.
0: That's right. We, we're not tied down to anybody.
1: We do this for free. We give it out for free.
0: Yep. Uh, this week's Real Nerds Podcast is sponsored by Cialis. We go hard <laughs> and deep for movies.
1: Trouble getting a boner? Ryan has. Here's what he has to say.
0: <laughs> Why is boner always such a funny word? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. This week, we saw Gran Turismo based on a true story. Brad, do you recommend Gran Turismo?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, you yeah, the closest movie to it is Ford v Ferrari, which I love. And it doesn't quite, you know, oddly enough, the, I thought the least interesting part of this movie was the racing itself. <laughs> um, but the relationship between the, um, Jan and, uh, Jack as like student and mentor was the best part. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um I you know it had a, a lot of the sport movie clichés in it. I <laughs> always you know his dad doesn't support him and then all of a sudden at the biggest race his dad is proud of him and yeah. Um you know I could deal with that and some of the dialogue was pretty hokey. Um but it is fun to see movies like that on the big screen because I do like the the feel of the cars racing and you can feel, you know, the vibrations from the sound system. Um, I always thought it was interesting, but um, yeah. Here, yeah, it's fun. I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing it. Here's a trailer for Gran Turismo. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, shut up! I'm not missing my race. Oh, I'm going to Don't trip in my dad's car. Ah! Yes, we're not going to jail. <laughs> oh, crap. Listen, son. You think you're gonna play a stupid video game about cars and you're gonna become a race car driver? All I ever wanted to do is be a racer. I'm doing it. The ten of you are the best. Gran Turismo players in the world. Now is your chance to race real cars. This is insane. It's not gonna work. The guys who race are elite athletes. Your kids are scrawny little gamer kids. That's where you come in. Hmm. So you think you can do the impossible. I'm here to prove that you can't. You get tired, you get sloppy, you get sloppy, you get hurt, and you lose. races. <laughs> you puked on my lawn. I know what I'm doing. I'm not afraid. I've raced this track a thousand times in the game. Let me drive it my way. That was actually pretty great. We have a newcomer this year. His presence is shaking the foundation of the sport. This is the major leagues. The other drivers, your pit crew are going to hate you. Much easier with a joystick, isn't it? <laughs> I can't see anything! i not sure if I can do this. Most people can't. I got a feeling you're not most people. I lose. I lose more than just the race. So I'm not gonna quit. You've gotta to prove to everyone that you belong. You've raced it, what, like a thousand times? Now you just gotta do it in real life. Gran Turismo, based on a true story. But I won't stop now. So, <laughs> oh, a true story about. The best Gran Turismo players in the world that compete on a virtual stage and are picked up by Nissan to be part of the racing team, which is
1: interesting because this—I think this took place while we were like working at GameStop, Game Crazy. I've never heard of this contest.
0: Yeah, I have no. Like I said, it's based on a true story. I had no idea this existed, and obviously, it did because it was cool. At the end of the movie, they were showing the actual Yawn like, competing, and the pictures of him in this, like, competition, and um, but yeah, maybe it's because it's bigger in Europe and stuff, you know? Maybe, yeah. Um, but it's a marketing idea of Orlando Bloom's character, who I forget what his name is, and he pitches this idea and Danny Moore. Danny Moore. And, uh, so they open up this racing academy with David Harbor's Jack, who is a former racer who lost his nerve, and you find out why a little later, and he has to train him, and he's skeptical, and, you know, there's this one hotshot racer from America, and he um, he doesn't like Jan, because Jan, he's, he's here to win, and Jan isn't aggressive enough. And, yeah, that's my thing, like, with this movie, is, of course, there's basically the Val Kilmer character, who doesn't like anything that our main character, Maverick, does. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) And and then, you know, the dad is yelling at him, you should be a soccer player, not a, get your head out of the clouds. And...
1: I don't know if it was soccer, I think it's, like, just anything but racing, (laughs) like... Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: like he literally takes him to his job at the rail yard and says, "No, this is where you're going to end up, like me, if you don't start stop racing." Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not that like the performances are all really good; it's just that that little um interplay isn't that good, uh, interesting to me. But I did find out from Laura because Laura went and saw it with me. That she listens to the BBC this morning every day. And she said that that story is pretty accurate about how his dad thought he was wasting his time. And, um, and I thought that was pretty interesting, but it's still just full of cliches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there's, there's sometimes there's this, there's, there's truth to the art.
0: Yes. But, you know, I did like though, um, when he was racing and it would, like take the car away in pieces and put them back into the virtual one and how he um knew each track's layout from you know playing the game so much
1: yeah that was another like hokey cliche thing of like you know i'm just gonna like not follow the line in that tall win like uh yeah okay
0: but it is you know and i know you know this because we were at GameStop and Game Crazy when Gran Turismo really blew up. I mean, was pretty much Gran Turismo two is the one I remember being gigantic, and its a big selling point was how realistic it was. And yeah, it's not I just mean, a even though it's a simulator. Yeah, on the PlayStation two. I mean, I remember the graphics just blew you away. Um, and I, I mean, as far as it comes to being able to perform at that high of a level. I mean, obviously it worked uh, for that yawn guy, um, but it'd be interesting to see, I mean, I don't know how many hours you'd have to do on that game to be able to feel comfortable going, you know, 200, 250 miles per hour in a real car well, that's through funny. that. And then, the
1: whole time, I, like, you're watching all these industry professionals be like, "Oh, these simulator guys, they they there's no way they can hack it, I was like, have these guys never heard of, like, a flight simulator? Like, that's exactly <laughs> how pilots train. Like, they don't just fly the planes. I've been in a simulator. It's a big box that you go in that replicates flying. That's it's, true.
0: It's like Basically play a video game to fly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't just jump in a plane and start, you know, training. Like, they, they put you through hours and hours of big metal box. Yeah. With, yeah, like, so three he has screens.
0: To... <laughs> I totally blew over the story. So he has to go to these races and he has to get fourth. So he wins the, uh, freaking Nissan challenge. He has to get fourth place in a season. A little controversial though,
1: because Danny is like, yeah, he won by a hair, but the other guy's more charismatic. Maybe we should just say he won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's where integrity comes in. Yeah. And Jack Salter's like, no, I believe in this kid. Yeah. Which I wanted to see a fight between Orlando Bloom and David Harbour at that point it would have been awesome. <laughs> on one side you got Legolas. Legolas, on the other side you have Hellboy. <laughs>
1: anyway, go on. So he's, he yeah. has to get fourth place.
0: Yeah, to get a license to go into the big races, um, which he uh, he does. But at one race, he gets an updraft of wind, and he has a huge accident, and he kills someone. Dude, well, I don't know if I'm just callous, but I'm like, eh I <laughs> could have been standing that sitting that close to a racetrack. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tragic, but also, yeah, like why would you yeah. Because they're not in the stands. Like where he wrecked out was on this hill that was had a field or like
1: Yeah, adjacent. A, like you could just walk like from <laughs> yeah. your from your house <laughs> over to the to the hill and just set up camp, like tailgating
0: yeah exactly um,
1: but, yeah, but yeah i that's, mean i get it Good that's too, after he you know. qualifies yeah
0: yeah he's Good finally too, I, mean, like... I, I get it if you're not used to that lifestyle you're not used to all this um i mean it, it'd be hard to deal with <laughs> you your car's the reason someone's dead yeah um
1: but also i guess grant gran turismo didn't account for <laughs> like they, <laughs> they didn't program that into the game huh
0: i guess not <laughs>
1: program some updraft
0: yeah so if you kill someone then your your team loses a (laughs) hundred thousand dollars and in money
1: (laughs) what what are they on grand trismo seven now like that's the new addition is like (laughs) um like manslaughter (laughs) like uh challenges
0: manslaughter (laughs) yeah when they (laughs) when they give you your like money at the end of the race to buy you know new and improved stuff there's a hundred thousand dollar hit if you kill somebody sitting in this (laughs) the grassy knoll. I don't know. Um, anyways, he comes back and he doesn't want to at first, but he decides he's going to challenge Lamar, which is a 24 hour race, which I yeah. mean, I know this race, it's super famous.
1: Um, well, Jack convinces him to stay on. Cause he's like, you know, I did what you did and I quit. Like I didn't kill anybody, but, um, I was definitely in a nasty wreck and you know, now I'll never know how good I could have been. So, I think you just need to suck it up and do it. And that convinces him.
0: Yep. And then our buddy, uh hotshot American comes back and he'll be his wingman anytime. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh he gets it on the podium of Le Mans. I-, I don't know anything else about his story because I didn't research after I was done, but it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that covers it, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, is he still racing now? I don't. Well, I mean, he's a stunt double in the movie. I do know that.
1: Yeah, like he raced for the actor. So,
0: but yeah, I mean, it's cool. And uh, Neil Blumkamp, he's a cool director. Um, and yeah. you know, there's. There, I do love the parts with Jack Salter where he's like, "Why would I train from a helicopter?" <laughs> he's like, "Because it looks cool." <laughs> yeah. Like the, the marketing and the real world is kind of fun when they clash. Uh, and you, and you know, these discussions definitely happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was some CGI cars in there and, uh, Neil Blomkamp does so like really good, like machinery CGI that blends in pretty, uh, good. Um, but yeah, I, like the breaking apart the cars was pretty cool, but like it was, it was still gimmicky to me. Like, um you know like Ford v ferrari like it feels like just down and gritty like real racing like geeky gearhead type stuff and then all the racing in this is like so quick cuts of like you know here's this angle here's like let's fly this camera through here none of it really felt like it had any real impact to me
0: yeah no i agree when you watched uh ford v ferrari it felt like you were in the cars
1: yeah um like it and, really felt like what racing felt like.
0: Yeah. And, and this, this just one, feels
1: like a sizzle reel of like, like it. Yeah, you know, they do a little thing of like where they put the camera behind the car. So you're like, you're watching the real life cars. Like it is the Gran Turismo game. Like the camera's locked behind the yeah. trunk sometimes. So it's like, okay, there's like a fun nod to that, but it's all, it's all style. It's like, it never really feels like it's motivated by this. Yeah. Story. I would,
0: uh, I would agree with you it's all about making it look cool opposed to putting you in the actual race yeah. or the car, you, you know, even though I thought, you know, like Ford V Ferrari, that was cool. Um, this was all about the style of it. Yeah. Opposed to the substance of being in the actual race. Yeah. So that,
1: that's the only part that like really never connected with me. So it's like, Oh, this is bummer. I like of all the things that suck in this movie. It's, uh, the least interesting is the racing itself. So.
0: Yeah. But, you know, honestly, it was a movie I was really surprised by. Oh yeah. That it was as, 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 it was as entertaining as it was.
1: Yeah. Like as for, for as many cliches and, uh, uh, you know, things you expect it to do. It's actually still really entertaining. Like I said, the interactions between Jack and Jan, you know, it's like the surrogate father, um, figure, you know, it was, had some uh like good you know, they just they elevated it, you know.
0: Yeah, and I don't know the kid who's yawned, but he's really good too. Yeah. Um.
1: Archie Maddock. Archie. <laughs> <laughs> and also his mom yeah, was like the whole time, I was like, God, that who is that who is that? That looks so familiar. And it's uh Jerry Halliwell from The Spice Girls.
0: I know, uh, Laura told me. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. She said, Oh, that's Whatever her Spice name is. Ginger Spice, <laughs> so, I think it was. Nice. And I said, sure. I, I took her word for it. because, You know, I remember my friend Joe, he really liked the Spice Girls. because Was that 98, 99? Yeah. Man, that's when you know you're old is when the Spice Girls are playing <laughs> bombs to 18-year-old <laughs> and 20-year-old men in yeah. a movie. <laughs> But we did graduate high school 24 years ago. Um,
1: the, uh, the rival Kappa never really, uh, gets, you know, resolved. He's just like, he's, um, after the, the final race, we never hear from him again. No, so I guess he got his comeuppance.
0: Yeah. I guess so. I mean, he, he drives a shiny gold Ferrari or whatever car it is. No, it was, uh, Maserati but I mean he's so popular that when he when they everybody lands in the airport all they want to the reporters just want to talk to him and it just so happens that Jan is passing by him when he's talking about that you know gamers can't be real racers (laughs) you beat him on the track (laughs) Yeah, it's a fun movie though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: I it's I can say that one of the better video game adaptation movies for sure.
0: Oh yeah, it's just it like I said, really surprising because who knew? <laughs> <laughs> that it, it, it it's got to be a weird pitch that these this guy says, "You know what? I have this great idea for a movie called Gran Turismo." And they say, "Wait, the racing video game?" Yes, the racing video game. <laughs> um but I'm telling you, I could make it interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I think it definitely benefited for like there's actually like a true story co- connected to it. Because um, yeah, you could admit just made something up from scratch of, um, like not even connected to the the contest. You know, just some other racer rises up like some fictional dude. But the fact that it's based on real life just I guess it adds that extra element of. Like, hey, this isn't this isn't some just fictional, made up nonsense with Grand trees. was slapped on it, I'm trying to think of like great. other racing movies that were just like bland.
0: No, I I don't know, because you know I've seen I saw Rush finally, and I, it's yeah. about a rivalry, right? Um, and then Ford v Ferrari is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, I don't I'm know, driven. <laughs>
0: formula yeah. one one yeah i mean you know you know there's always seems like there's a racing movie that comes out every four or five years that just happens to be pretty good
1: yeah i never saw need for speed
0: uh nope nope didn't see that one
1: <laughs> anyway yeah for anyway, uh great yeah. News now. worth the watch
0: it's real news i would love to tell you the big movie news of the week but there isn't any um
1: i'll give you something perfect um the landmark theaters in town are doing five dollar retro uh films throughout september and october so all their uh late night all their retro uh lineups for the next two months are five bucks so uh nice pretty sweet deal they got a Solid horror lineup with like, uh, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th, The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street. They'll be doing the original those, Friday. The original Friday all, uh, in October. So that's pretty sweet. And of course they've got their Hitchcock series going on. So that's five bucks and the Rico late night stuff that they've been doing, except for, uh, The Room and Rocky Horror. Just the, the other ones are five bucks. So
0: nice. Wait, they charge more for the room. I can't believe how much money that movie makes <laughs> to this day. Yeah, and how it's... many times they do they show it every month there? Yeah, once a month. Every and last every Friday. time it's it must still do really well. It's unbelievable to me.
1: Oh yeah, every time I go, it's packed. It's, it's a, unbelievable. It's a fun time. Yeah. One of these days, <laughs> you got to go check it out. See what, see what's up. See all the hubbubs about. (laughs) Definitely don't watch it at home on your own. Cause you'd be like, this is stupid. But when you watch like all (laughs) the stuff that, uh, um, like I was going to put it on our 600 list, hoping that you, you draw it. But I was like, it's just not going to, I can't imagine someone just watching like renting this and just watching at home and then being like, Oh yeah, I I totally see what everyone sees in it. Uh, you have to go into the theater and watch what, what everyone has added to it as a as a audience participation and that's that's where the magic happens so
0: yeah i'll have to do that yeah you know i um as october starts gearing up i get excited because now that i know landmarks doing it you know alma is showing the final chapter again
1: and i saw that yeah
0: i might have to see that again and then zach told me that they're doing a double bill of all the universal monster movies and that's pretty awesome too oh wow yeah, anymore. Um, so yeah, because you know, the Universal Monster movies, I think they're each probably 70 to 80 minutes long. So it's a good double bill.
1: Yeah. There should be more double features. I think they also got Fantastic Fest or, um, uh, yeah. what, what, uh what is it? I know Just I remember might. the Alamo.
0: Yeah. I hope that is that out yet? I haven't even seen anything for it yet. I talked I saw, to the server and he said it's definitely happening.
1: Yeah. I saw like, An ad for it, but they didn't mention what the lineups were. So,
0: oh, yeah, no, just member. You go there and you watch it and you find out when you're there. (laughs) Oh, okay. And they give you like little hints in the descriptors, um, like this deals with such and such or things like that. Um,
1: like, uh, yeah, you'd have to be Billy to, (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah, like some like silly horror movie. Um They're also doing a secret screening for The Graveyard Shift that I should and it, it sounds cool. It says it's uh the most mind melting metal scare fest of the 80s. Hmm. But they don't tell you what it is. That there's monsters mayhem and maladjusted youth.
1: So metal scare fest, That's probably like a like a um uh, music related
0: um, yeah. I mean the one that I can think of, but it actually might be nineties. Keep on thinking of Nightbreed, which was Clive Barker's, which had monsters and is like kind of a heavy metal thing, but I don't think it's that one.
1: Yeah. Well you'll find out.
0: Yeah, so hopefully they'll I'm sure I'll get an email about um what do you call it? Uh Dismember the Alamo soon. Cool. We watch things throughout the week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what would you watch this week?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, guess I could talk about two things. Uh, do you remember the movie Dutch?
0: <laughs> um, that,
1: with Ed O'Neill? Yes. I guess Ethan Embry, yes. but he wasn't Ethan Embry at the time. Yes. Uh yeah, that was on uh Max. I have Max again cuz I had to do our 600 thing. Um and that's fun. Uh I didn't know it was a um Oh my god, just blank on his name. Ferris Bueller, writer, director. Uh John Hughes. John Hughes movie. Yeah. Uh where some spoiled brat in like private school, um his mother's boyfriend played by ed Ed o'neill offers to pick him up and bring him home for a thanksgiving uh weekend and uh yeah they have to bond along the way and it's just like a fun road trip movie and uh yeah the kid's so bratty he wrecks the car and uh they have to like hitchhike Mm -hmm. with uh prostitutes and uh (laughs) his real dad is um uh, God, what's his name? Christopher, something from Adam Sandler movie, The Golfer. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a, his prick dad, rich dad, who's uh, oh, uh I can't McDonald, drive. Uh. Yeah, Christopher McDonald. Yeah, uh, like I can't take him, but he's like I have to go work in Europe for the weekend. But he's just like banging his assistant or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I just like that popped up. I was like, man, I haven't. Heard or seen this yeah, movie so long? Yeah, I don't even so remember long. anything
0: from that movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, they they, they you kid know, it's a preppy kid, and then Dutch is like the blue collar everyman, and then you know they clash, and Dutch yeah. sets them straight. Um, the other thing I watched was uh there's a new there's a new uh Neil Breen movie, which I don't think you've seen any of them. Um, called Cade the Tortured Crossing.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just awful, awful title, awful movie. Um, this one, compared to his other movies, though, he decided it's going to be a stock photo movie, and I'm going to green screen myself and all the actors on top of all the stock photos. Um, so it's literally you're just watching backgrounds of like really nice places, uh, like a like a castle in Europe where he lives and. Yeah, you know, these green screen people are just walking on top of everything. Um, and there's one point he's in a field and he fights this white tiger and the white tiger is like PlayStation one uh, CGI animated. <laughs> so it's almost like a bunch of cubes with a texture on it. And he's like, you know, Rocky style boxing it. And then you find out they're actually buddies <laughs> they're just play fighting. Um, and it's, I guess about human trafficking. I don't know. Oh, I could, okay. I could not follow the plot. Um but it's uh you know, one extra star for <laughs> just making an entire movie. Like his past ones, they've at least been in real places. Um just delivering bad dialogue. Uh but this one he yeah, apparently just gave up and just photoshopped everyone on top of uh or composite everyone on top of these stock photos he grabbed from Shutterstock or Google Images. <laughs> and that's the whole movie.
0: Wow, it sounds awesome!
1: Yeah, the the audience I was with loved it, loved it,
0: <laughs> really.
1: Yeah, I fell asleep at one point because <laughs> it was just a lot of reaction shots and just yeah, people standing on on pictures. Um, yeah, this is definitely a different breed of movie for sure.
0: But <laughs> obviously, people know who he is. I have. I've never even heard of this stuff. Yeah, he's
1: known for, he's like another Tommy Wiseau. He's known for making bad stuff. Uh, but at this point, yeah, it has to be intentional. Like, he, I've never seen a filmmaker actually like, get worse at making movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Like, I think,
1: I think you saw the trail for Faithful Findings, but yeah. Oh, the,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah. And, oh, and oh, he yeah. also has
0: oh my God, that's him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then, uh, yeah, the last movie, like he had this twin and then this movie, he has another twin, but his twin, like for him, his twin is just him wearing like a fake beard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you just have to see it. And maybe there's a trailer to like to understand it, but like the best description is like, it's literally everyone on a green screen, um, on top of stock photos. Um, nice. Yeah. There's like a one point all the, kids he's rescuing from the mental institution (laughs) like there's a car crash um oh yeah they uh i guess for the green screen they had to roll down the windows for the car for the composite to work so the like the windows are like in the car half up while everyone's inside it and all the people inside are like miming pressing against the windows like the glass is still there (laughs) (laughs) like that 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 has to be on purpose like <laughs> how can, how can we make this worse? Like, let's do this this way. it will be funnier.
0: <laughs> if it is on purpose then that guy's a genius.
1: Yeah, it must be. He's some old like real estate guy who turned to filmmaking. And yeah, like I said, the old ones that released people in real rooms. And this one is just like, I, I, in my garage, threw up a green screen. And then I cut everyone out and put it on all these stock photos. To- <laughs> make the production value seem better so yeah that's why i watched
0: oh fun (laughs) um yeah so i got an early start on our spooky season stuff and i just felt like watching horror movies um so i'm gonna try to see a hundred of them (laughs) before halloween um i gotta start ramping up my game though um this week i saw i watched two Um and and how I do it is I just go to there's a horror movie generator online that just randomly picks horror movies. Um, so the first one it picked for me was The Nun, and I go, "Is this randomly picked for me or (laughs) is um like the nun who's sponsoring this?" And um, um, and the first nun is okay. It takes place in 1950 something, um, where this demonic nun is killing other nuns and basically infecting this abbey that the nuns are staying at. Um, lots of creepy imagery. Uh, it's just, it kind of gets where the conjuring actual conjuring films seem like they're grounded in reality a little bit as much as supernatural horror can be. The, the offshoots seem to folk lean really hard into the more, uh, fantastical side of it and um so yeah it's it's an okay movie <laughs> um it's fun uh, and then the other one that randomly generated for me this week was um 2009's friday the 13th which i still really like i think um it's a it's a mean version of jason um every time i watch it i i just laugh at trent because he's <laughs> the most stereotypical douchebag uh of anything but you know he has lines you know you got like stupendous tits babe (laughs) and you know she says you know what to say to make a girl feel special (laughs) his his next line is my favorite he says yeah i do um (laughs) and it's just i mean it's a pretty brutal movie um jason's really cool in it uh you know they tried something different I guess if I had to pick one thing, I don't like that he let that one girl live because it looked like his mom, but, you know, yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> but it's just, like, he's still mean in it. He still looks cool and the kills are pretty sweet.
1: I mean, um, the old movies, um, the whole running thing of look like throwing on her sweater and looking like her mom, like definitely gives him pause over and over again.
0: Yeah. So he's, he's. I mean, he's just a dumbass. I guess, at the end of the day. Um But yeah, that's, that's all I watched this week. <laughs> just uh, random horror films.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to join you on the, the horror movie track you, this year. You bastard! You bastard! I just don't feel like I have the bandwidth to pay attention to that. I'll probably watch something, but yeah, I'm not going to chase you for anything.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what losers do. They just give up <laughs> before they've been before they even try.
1: Or, you know, they win the last two, uh, decidedly and feel like, uh, you know, get, <laughs> give you some room to enjoy it a little bit.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks for looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh oh,
1: winning is just so boring at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're basically the New England Patriots. I know, I was Roman's like, podcast.
1: I dominate so hard. It's like not worth my time anymore. <laughs>
0: um cool uh next week we're seeing bottoms oh no wait next week is 600 yeah um the following week uh is going to be bottoms so the 600th episode should be a lot of fun hopefully we have a lot of fun when we record it we haven't done that yet
1: nope um (laughs) hopefully everyone can make it yeah
0: fingers crossed
1: yeah come on james let's do this yep
0: yeah my whole life and my whole world depends on james Hart. Showing up for our 600th episode.
1: I mean, is it even really a 600th episode? Just if one of the founding original nerds isn't on it, like it's gotta be all three of us, right?
0: Correct. So if he doesn't show up, then it doesn't even fucking count. We might as well just pack it in. Yeah. You hear that? James, you don't show up for our 600th episode. We're just gonna end it.
1: We might have to do like a (laughs) 600.5 if he doesn't and just like redo it with him.
0: (laughs) It'll be like the variant cover you get with comics now. Exactly. Cool. Well, I'll see you at this, uh, episode 600, Brad.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: And see you at the movies. Bye. Well, real nerd knows you shot. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.